Take your Bibles with me, please, to the book of Job. Go to the book of Job with me, please, chapter 28. On Sunday evenings, we've been going through the book of Jude verse by verse and seeing the terrible generation that we find ourselves living in and all the facts about that and then the instruction from God how we're supposed to navigate through this world we live in. But on Sunday mornings, this is the seventh seventh message in a series of just trying to focus our attention on God and who He is and help our hearts and our minds look to Him and trust Him. And we've been spend, we've spent much time in the book of Genesis. We talked about the God of good and the God of forgiveness and the God of second chances. The God who confounds, the God who speaks. Last Sunday morning, we talked about the God who cares. This morning, I want to direct your attention to Job 28 about the God who knows. Who knows. He knows what we do not know. And we can trust his knowledge of all things. If you know anything about the book of Job, Job has more questions than can be answered. He can find no answers for his questions, even from God. But his heart cries out in Job chapter 28, if you would look with me in your reading. Verse number 12, we'll start, he says, But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Where, where can we find the place where we really understand what's going on? He surely is not understanding what's happening in his life. Where is the place of understanding? Verse 13, man knoweth not. Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. The depth saith, it is not in me. And the sea saith, it's not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir, with the precious onyx or the sapphire, the gold and the crystal cannot equal it. The exchange of it shall not be for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then cometh wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? That's the second time he's asked that. Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living. And kept close from the fowls of the air. Destruction and death say we have heard the fame thereof with our ears. I want you to call, I want to call your attention to verse 23. God understandeth. Do you see that? Where is the place of understanding? God understandeth. The way thereof, watch it, 
And he knoweth the place thereof. Job is saying, I don't know what's going on, but I know God knows. I don't understand what's going on, but I know God understands. So I want to preach to you if the Lord will help us tonight to concentrate on the God who knows. And pray it would help our hearts. Would you turn over please with me to Psalm 147. Psalm 147, the declaration about the good knowledge of our God. Psalm 147, the Bible says in verse number 5, Great is our Lord and of great power. That would be enough. He didn't stop there. It says, His understanding is infinite. What, what a phrase. The understanding of our God is infinite. It, it, there, there is no stopping it. There, there is no beginning to it. it. It is complete. It is full. It is perfect. His understanding is infinite. Now, the first thing I want to say when you when we talk about the God who knows, I think we need to talk about those who don't know. I tell you what, I'm glad I have a God that knows all things and is infinite because all the other gods in this world don't know anything. The Word of God tells us when it talks about all those false gods, you know, they have eyes, but they can't see. And they have ears, but they can't hear. And they have mouths, but they can't speak. Any other God somebody would try to find is a God that doesn't have understanding and doesn't have knowledge. But our God, the God of the Bible, His understanding is infinite. Not only do we know that no other God knows what our God knows, but look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We find that all the wisdom of the world, they, they don't know. In other words, if you would go try to find the smartest, the most intelligent, the most... Um, wise person that you could find on the planet Earth. They don't know. They, they have no answers. I think the sooner we find out about those who don't know, maybe the quicker we'll run to the only one that does. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if you look at verse number 19, he said, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? The Bible says as smart as the world might be about whatever they're smart about, their wisdom is foolishness. They really don't know. They cannot give you the answer. You'll not find the answer in the wisdom of the world. They don't know. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he continues to talk about the fact that you can't find understanding anywhere else. He said in 1 Corinthians 2, 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. If you could know, it would not be a place for you to stand. It would not be a stable place for you if you thought you did have all the knowledge. God says, I don't want you to stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Verse number 6, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world into our glory. Watch verse 8. 
which none of the princes of this world knew. They had no clue what God knew. The Bible says, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So he's saying all the wisdom of this world. The world has no answer for your life. The world has no answer for the questions that you have. But he goes farther than that. You're in 1 Corinthians. Would you turn over to chapter 8? Not only does the world not have the answers and they don't know. But the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. We as the good people of God, we, we don't know either. We, we don't have the knowledge. We don't have the understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, the Bible says, verse 2. This is written to save people. And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. You know what the Bible just told us? We don't know. We don't have the understanding. We don't have the knowledge. Even if we're convinced we do know the answers, we don't have the answers. Even if we think we do understand, we don't understand. You know, the Bible said in the book of Romans, there is none that understandeth. Do you know that's in the Bible? There is none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. Many times we jump to conclusions, we make decisions on faulty understandings, we don't know sometimes, but we think we know. Think about Job where we started this morning. You know, his friends really thought they knew. They really thought they knew what was going on in Job's life. They didn't have a clue. Job, Job writing one of the wisdom books of the Bible... Job was a wise man. He knew God. He knew life. He knew the truth. But he didn't know either. He really thought God was doing this to him. But it wasn't God. You know what he didn't know? He didn't know that there was a devil that was raining down on his family. And he didn't have knowledge. He didn't know what was going on in heaven. He didn't know what was going on through the prince of the power of the air. He, he, he didn't have a clue. Think about Jacob. Do you remember when the brothers of Joseph come to their father Jacob and they show him the evidence that Joseph is dead? And he knows. He knows his boy's dead, right? But his knowledge is not true. Even with the evidence... He didn't really know everything. Think about Joseph himself as he goes down and I, I can't get into his mind. I don't really know what all is going on in his life. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure that Joseph did not know all that was going on. He couldn't see the bigger plan of God. He had an incomplete knowledge. And you say, why do you say all that? Because all of that reemphasizes that proverb to us. Lean not under your own understanding. Because we don't have the understanding. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. Why? He's the only one that does know. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. 
Let me say this. It's okay not to know. All right. I know, many times we say, well, God, I want you to tell me. I, I want to know all the answers. You probably don't. The crying heart of man in his mind. There's so many people that are, that are confused and mixed up in their life. Lost people, saved people, all kind of people. And I just want the answers. You may not, you, you may not want the answers you think you want. It's okay not to know. As a matter of fact, do you remember the disciples came to Jesus in Acts chapter 1 and they started peppering Jesus with questions? Okay, you're the resurrected Lord. When, when are you going to bring in the kingdom? When, and they started asking questions. You know, what, you know what Jesus Christ said to them? He said, it is not for you to know. You know, there was some person a long, long time ago that was convinced that if they just knew everything that God knew, that everything would be all right. And somebody told her, if you'll just take this, you'll know everything God knows. And surely that would be a wonderful place to be, wouldn't it? No, that wasn't a wonderful place to be because that tree of knowledge is also a tree of evil. So I say it's okay not to know things. You don't have to know things. You know, even some of the greatest Christians or the greatest characters in all the Bible, Old Testament saints, New Testament saints, God tells us that they they had no clue. They had no understanding. Our father, Abraham, the father of the faithful, Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible said he went out not knowing whither he went. Abraham didn't even know where he was going. You ever feel like that? (laughs) Can I say to you, that's okay. You don't have to know where you're going. You just have to know who you're following. You don't have to have the answers. God doesn't have to give you all the answers to life or all the questions that you have in your soul. You just have to trust the one that's telling you where to go or when to go or how to go. You, you can be like Abraham. He did not know. It's all right. It's okay. I think of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. You know what he says? He says, man, I met a man one time. He said, whether in the body I cannot tell, <laughs> whether out of the body I cannot tell, I don't even know what this situation is about. You know what he said? God knoweth. He said, I don't even know what I just experienced. I can't even understand it. And that's the guy writing the Bible. He said, I, I cannot tell. I, I, I don't have a good answer for any of these things, but I know that God knoweth. That same apostle said this in 1 Corinthians 4 4. He says, For I know nothing by myself. So you know what the conclusion of that matter was? He, he said in the next verse, he said, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave everything to God who will bring to light everything when it needs to be brought to light. He said, I know nothing by myself. I, I, but I know God does. 
And so I'm going to trust God with that knowledge. I'm going to trust God that He knows all things and that He can take care of all things. And so that moves me to what I, I want to get into next. Not only would it, would it, would we, we know all those that don't know, which means me, which means the world, which means there's no answer on this planet for the things and the questions that we have in life. But we do have a God who knows all. You know, going back to the book of Genesis, when God walked in that garden and said, Wherefore art thou Adam? He knew where Adam was. Adam didn't know where he was. In the next, in chapter 4, the next chapter, he comes to Cain and he says, Where is your brother Abel? He knew where his brother Abel was. He said to Cain, what hast thou done? He knew exactly what he had done. But Cain needs to come to the realization of what he needs, what he's done and where his brother is. In Genesis chapter 6, you keep going through there and, and you just see in all this chaos and all, all this confusion that God really knows. In Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says that God saw the imagination of the thoughts of man He knew all of their thoughts. He just didn't know what they had done. He knew what was in their brains. Guys, our knowledge is so limited, we can see what people do, but we can't see what's in their brain. God can. God sees what's in your brain this morning. He knows what you're thinking about today. That, that's why it makes, ser- it, it makes a very serious thing how we approach God. You're not approaching somebody with limited knowledge. He knows all about every one of us. And I tell you what, if you're not saved here this morning, that ought to scare you to death. God not only knows everything you've ever done, but He knows everything you've ever thought. The Bible says God knows the hearts of all men. He tries the hearts of all men. It's same in Genesis. He goes to Genesis chapter 20. Here's a king. He gets caught in a bad situation. He doesn't know it. But here Abraham is, is, is let him think that his wife is his sister. He's about to take her into his house. And God knows that he has no evil in his heart toward this woman. And so God makes sure that nothing happens based upon the integrity of his heart. God also looks in chapter 18 when he's about to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. And he not only knows what's going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, but he knows what's going on in Abraham's heart. And he says, shall I tell Abraham what's going on here? And he says, yeah, I'm going to tell Abraham because he says this, for I know Abraham. And then he says this, I know Abraham, not just him. He said, I know that he'll command his children. You know what God knows what you're going to do? Oh, it would be so much better if we'd humble ourselves before God. And say, God, you know what I'm capable of. You know what I can do. I don't even know what I'm capable of. I don't even know what I can do. But God, you know my heart. Help my heart. Make my heart like you want my heart to be because I know you know my thoughts. Guys, there are things that only God knows. And He knows it all. He's got the whole story. And that ought to make you want to trust Him. You say, preacher, nobody knows how I've been treated or mistreated. God knows everything. And that's why He says, that's why He says, vengeance is mine. Because only He knows all of it. So you better leave it to Him because He knows all of it. But you know what? We can't trust it with Him, can we? 
We need to rest in his knowledge. He says, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts, my ways higher than your ways. You know, he said heavens. He didn't just say heaven. When he says, when he compares our thoughts with his thoughts, he's not just comparing it to the heaven, the first heaven that we see. He said heavens, that's plural. What God knows and how God thinks and his understanding is like you being down here and him being way out in the solar system. It's that far apart. Guys, why would we lean into our own understanding if if our thoughts are that far apart? You know, when I think about that, when I think about God's knowledge, it is amazing that he loves us. Can I tell you something? If you knew everything about everybody, you couldn't love anybody. And yet God, God knows the deepest secrets, the motivations of my heart, the things of my youth, the things of my present. He knows what I'm capable of. And He still loves me. And He still sent His Son to die for people that He knew were like we are. Oh, what a God. Nobody, you wouldn't do that. You would not send your only begotten Son to die for people that you knew that much. And yet, if you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you, God knows everything you've said against Him. God knows everything you've done. But He still loved you enough to send His only begotten Son to die on a tree for your sin. He's still interested in your soul. And that ought to make you just get up and say, that's what I need. Because nobody else would come to me that way. Nobody else would love me that way. God who knows all and yet he still chooses to love us. Three times the Apostle John said he, he, he says he knows all things. He wrote that three times. He just, he just knows all things. He says God's greater than our heart. He knows all things. God knows what my heart doesn't know. He said in Matthew chapter 6, he said... Uh, just take no thought for your life. Listen, take no thought for your life, what, you, what you're going to eat, what you drink, what you're going to put on. He says this, listen, listen, listen. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of. He knoweth. You know, I don't even know what I need. You don't even know what you need. But God knows what we need. He says, if I can take care of the ravens, and if I can take care of the lilies, if I can take care of the grass of the field, I know what you need. You need to trust me that I know what you need. He said, all you need to do, your father knoweth that you have need of these things. You know, he said, so all you need to do is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and you let your father take care of all these other things. 
Oh, that we could resign ourselves to believe that God knows enough to take care of me. He knows enough to love me. He knows enough to settle all scores in life. Who hath known the mind of the Lord? Who hath been his counselor? Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. God knows it. You know, it's not just that God knows things. The Bible even uses another word. It says the foreknowledge of God. God only not only knows what's happening, He knows what's going to happen. Boy, I tell you what, I don't know that. Do you know that? You have no idea what's going to happen in your life. You don't know what's going to happen in your, with your health. You don't know what's going to happen with your family. You don't know what's going to happen in this world. So what do we do? We've got to trust God. We've got to go to the one that knows things that we do not know. And we, got, we have to believe that he is able to take care of things that we know not. So who doesn't know? Well, that's all of us. The God who does know. Well, we, we should be convinced of that. But preacher, I want you to help me. How can I have some more understanding Would you go to Matthew chapter 13? Because that was the cry of Job's heart. God did give him some understanding. And God will help us understand what he wants us to understand. There are some things he doesn't want us to understand. But sometimes we don't have the knowledge he wants us to have because there's a problem in us. Get Matthew chapter 13 and with your other hand, would you get Mark chapter 8? This is a reason many times why we don't know the things that God wants us to know. Mark chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 13. How can I understand things? Well, I, I, and again, I want you to understand. I, I want you to get this first. There are some things God does not want you to understand. It is not for you to know it. But there are some things He does want you to understand, but there might be something keeping you from that understanding. Matthew chapter 13, would you look at it? Jesus is preaching here. And the Bible says in verse 14, And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, watch the phrase, we've read it before, and should understand with their heart. You don't understand with your heads, you understand with your heart. That's the word of Jesus. Preacher, no, I got to... Understanding don't come from your brain. It comes from your heart according to Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 8. And we will continue on that. In, in, Matthew, in Mark, excuse me, Mark chapter 8, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And there's a whole lot of things they don't understand and a whole lot of questions they have. And this is what he says to them about their faulty understanding. Mark chapter 8 verse number 17. And when Jesus knew it, He saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye yet not, neither understand. Watch it. Have ye your heart yet hardened? In other words, uh, have you hardened your heart to the point that you can't understand what I'm trying to teach you and what's going on? 
Verse number 18, having eyes see ye not, having ears hear ye Almost like the other passage we just read. Do ye not remember? Look at verse number 21. And he said unto them, how is it that ye do not understand? What I'm trying to say to you, there are a lot of things that God gives you understanding just when your heart is open and your heart is right with God. And if your heart is not right with God, and if your heart is not open to God, even the things God wants you to understand, you will not understand. Because what I'm trying to tell you is that our hearts are many times the problems of our faulty knowledge. Would you go to Ephesians chapter 4? Not on all things, but in many things. You know how many people are mad at God and they don't understand God? They have so many questions about God. God, why would you do this? And why would you do that? And why are you allow this? And why? And many times, many times, those questions are questions of a heart, a heart issue. You know what my heart tells me? Here's what my heart tells me. God always does right. That's what my heart tells me. Now the facts in my brain are what I've been told. That might be another story. But my heart tells me God is right. And my heart tells me that God is in control. He says in Ephesians chapter 4, would you look at it? Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 17, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Verse 18, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, watch it, through the ignorance that is in them. Where did this ignorance come from? Where did this darkened understanding come from? Because of the blindness of their heart. I'm telling you right now, when our hearts get twisted with God, then there's a whole lot of things we'll never understand. Because really, the one, if, if any understanding that we do have, God has to give it to us. Because he already told us there's none that understand it. Do you remember in Luke chapter 24 after the resurrection, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and this is what the Bible says. Listen, listen I'm going to quote Luke 24, 45. It says, Then, listen, listen, then opened he their understanding. He had to open it. He had to let them see it. He had to give it to them. You know what the Bible said in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20? It says, We know that the Son of God is come and hath given to us an understanding. God has to give us understanding. And there's two reasons that He doesn't. One is because it's something that I'm not supposed to know. And two, it could be that my heart is out of sorts with Him and He's not going to let me know. You say, oh, what do you do? We get our hearts thoroughly right with God. We go to God and say, God, here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Prone to wonder. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. I don't know my heart. And I don't want my heart to be darkened. And I don't want to have ignorance in my heart. And I don't want to let sin and deception control my mind and my life and overwhelm me. Oh God, make my heart right. And then whatever else I don't know, I'm just in my heart going to trust you with it. 
God who knows. You can hold your finger there. Would you grab Isaiah chapter 11? This is a prophecy about our Lord Jesus. Do you know, I told you there's things Abraham didn't know and there's things that Paul didn't know. I might shock you with this one. You know, there were some things that Jesus even chose not to know. He said, how do you know that? Well, I know that because of Mark 13, 32. <laughs> he said, of that day and the hour knows no man. He said, not even the Son. I'd say this, if even the Son of God says, I don't need to know that. Can you think about that? Can you, can you fathom that for the Lord? You know, come on, Father. <laughs> he says, no, I don't, I don't need to know that. We're talking about the lovely Lamb of God. We're talking about by whom He created all things. And He said, only the Father knows. But we'll trust that with the Father. I don't need to know that. Isaiah chapter 11 says where the rest of His knowledge came from. It was not just innate. Though He was the Son of God. And He is and ever shall be. But look at Isaiah chapter 11. He said, Isaiah chapter 11, verse number 1, this is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Watch it. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit, watch it, of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Verse 3. And shall make him of quick understanding and the fear of God. It takes the Holy Ghost of God to give us the understanding that we need for life and godliness. And yet he's not going to do that if my heart's not right. The Holy Ghost put upon Jesus that spirit of understanding. The Holy Ghost put upon Jesus that spirit of knowledge. And I'm telling you, that same spirit of God, in the things that God wants us to know, if our heart's right, maybe it all doesn't make sense. And yet, as we bring our petitions unto the Lord, and we're careful for nothing but by prayer and supplication, and everything with thanksgiving, we let our requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keeps our hearts and minds. There's something about the good spirit of God that will give us the understanding that it's all well, even if we don't have all of the facts and all of the information. I say understanding comes from an open heart to the Lord and it comes from the spirit of God. Come from one other place. Remember this little verse in Hebrews chapter 11? It says, Through faith we understand. Guys, how, how do we know there's a God? That's why the world, you know, the world's going to go to hell wanting God to prove to them that He is there. Well, he doesn't have to do that. I mean, even the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork, day and day utter speech, night and night uttereth knowledge. But you only know God by faith. 
You say, oh, that's so stupid. No, everybody has faith in something. I choose to have faith in the God of the Bible. Amen. I don't have faith in myself. I'm too, I'm too smart for that because I know I'm too stupid to have faith in myself. Why would I put faith in me? Oh, what a terrible place. Why would I put faith in anything else? Why would... Through faith we understand. Well, how do you know the Bible's true? I know it by faith. You say, well, that's not evidence. God says it's evidence. Faith is evidence. Faith is understanding. Oh, good to God, we could faith God more. The things that we don't know and the things that we cannot comprehend and the limited knowledge that we have. Lord, I'm going to trust you. And by trusting you and believing you, Through faith we understand. We know who doesn't know. We know who knows it all. Here's some principles of how God can give me understanding in things he he wishes me to know. But the last thing I want to tell you. Because we have hearts and minds going everywhere. And it's not just in our local assembly. It's all over the world. And this is what I want to tell you. When you don't know. And when your heart cries out for answers, you need to concentrate on what you do know. And what you can know. Now watch this. Great story in John chapter 9. Jesus heals a blind man. He was born blind. Nobody ever seen that done before because it never been done before. Jesus touched his eyes, made him see. The Pharisees, the religious world, went nuts because he's interrupting their little religious traditions. They're angry at him. They don't understand why he's doing what he's doing, especially on Sabbath days, because their whole mind is clouded. They come to this man that's born blind. They come to his parents and they quiz them and they say, we don't know, ask him. Isn't that what we do a lot of times? I don't know, ask somebody else. So they go to this blind man and they say this to him. They said, look, we know. They don't know squat. But this is what they say. We know that this man is a sinner. They didn't know anything of the kind. But they were convinced Jesus was a sinner. Boy, I like this guy. You know what he says? Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know nothing about his past. I don't know where he came from. I don't know what you're talking about. I got a lot of questions about this. I can't answer your questions. I don't know what you're talking about. But this one thing I know. I was blind and now I see. I can't answer your questions, but I know what I know. Mm. Wouldn't it be good in the midst of our questions if we would just concentrate on what we do know? I know He changed my life. Paul didn't understand the thorn. He didn't know the thorn. But he said, I know whom I believe. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I don't have all the answers in my life. But I tell you what, I do know some things. 
I know that he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. I know that. I know these things that he wrote unto me that believe on the name of the Son of God, that I would know that I have eternal. I do know that. Guys, you know what the devil wants to do? He wants you to concentrate on things you don't know and to forget about the things you do know in the depth of your soul. He says this, knowing, knowing that in heaven we have a better and enduring substance. You know, that will probably help me in my questions if I know in heaven I've got a better and enduring substance. But the devil says, oh, forget about that heaven stuff. You're living in this nasty now and now. Let's concentrate on this. Brother Earl, you say one trip to heaven will take care of it all. I know this. I don't have the answer to a lot of things. But he says this, therefore, brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I don't have a lot of answers to questions. But I know that anything I do for Jesus, I know it's not in vain. Wouldn't it be better if I concentrate on that? I do know this. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. I know when he talks to me. I know when he deals with me. And sometimes he doesn't give me all the answers, but I, I know when he's talking to me. Couldn't we concentrate on that knowledge? And we know. Listen. Church, listen. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. I don't know all these things working. I don't have the answer to that. But this one thing I know, I know if I'll stay in love with God, you hear it? Do you see it? Don't concentrate on what you don't know. Concentrate on what you do know. You're, if we'll stay in love with God, it'll work together for good. And if I don't, it ain't going to work. I know that because he said that. He may not have explained everything to me, but he explained that to me. (laughs) He says, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now now, now watch this. Here's here's what we want to do. We we want to get answers to questions that aren't aren't ours to know. And what, what is ours to know is what the will of God is for you. You know what God wants you to know? God wants you to know what his will is for you. And it's not a game. And guys, this is what we do. Guys, listen to me. This is what we do. We are so enthralled with all of these other things that we want to know. And we fail to seek the Lord to know His will for my own heart. I can't control other people's actions. I can't control what happens to other people's lives. But I can know what God's will is for me to do. And do it. And then Paul says this. He says, this is something else you can know. Amen. That I may know him. 
and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and being made conformable to his death, he says, I can know him. Would you turn to another verse in your Bible? Would you go to Jeremiah? I'm, I'm almost finished. I have no more points. Jeremiah chapter 9. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's going to happen in the future for you. I don't know the questions you have. I probably can't answer any of them. Maybe some of them. I don't know. But would you concentrate on what you do know and what God wants you to know? And Jeremiah 9 says this. Jeremiah 9 verse 24. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Can I ask all of our hearts this question? Why do we want to know everything but God? Why do we want to understand everything but understand God? Why are we interested in every other conversation except God? God says this. I will let you understand me. I'll let you know me. I'll let you have a personal relationship with me. Don't you want to know me? Or do you want to know X?